Please be advised, nothing in this podcast should be taken as therapy, medical care, or mental health care advice. Topics discussed by the host and guests reflect their own personal experiences and are not intended to replace the services of medical or mental health professionals. And please know, if you are having any thoughts of self-harm or taking your own life, please call or text 988. Help is available 24-7. I'm Rick Schwartz, life coach, public speaker, and all-around curious guy. My curiosity, my life, and the lives of the many people I have worked with have taught me time and time again that there are challenges to overcome and successes to celebrate. You're listening to We All Have Something, a podcast about the human experience, a podcast about celebrating our authentic self. So let's get started. Welcome to episode one of season three of We All Have Something. We've made it into season three. Can you believe that? You know, on the heels of season two, I'm even more excited. And I know I say that all the time, but I love this podcast. I love the small community we have created. I love the interactions we get. And man, we're bringing in some great guests for season three. And I'm excited not only for you as a listener, but honestly, I'm excited to be someone interviewing them. It's pretty awesome. You know, we wrapped up season two with Sharon Lecter, powerhouse when it comes to financial literacy advocate and best-selling author and everything she's done for the world. We had our bonus episodes in there that included a special surprise from, as I called it, a supplemental <laughs> episode for season two with Dave and Troy. And now we're rolling into season three. And the way this is going to play out, I don't know if you remember from season two, I did about, I think, 14 episodes, roughly two weeks uh, before we went into the guests and everything else. And those first 14 episodes were all back to back to kind of, you know, ramp up for season two. And then we went into the every week episodes, every Tuesday morning, new episode coming out, kind of doing the same thing for season three. My schedule is a little tight right now. I've got a couple extra things going on in the coaching world. I've got the day job still, everything else, all my other responsibilities. And you know, I live what I coach, which is really being thoughtful and mindful and conscious about where we pour our time. So with that, season three is going to kick off with back-to-back episodes for about a week. And then a little different this year, we're going to roll into releasing episodes every Wednesday. My schedule's changed a little bit. Some other responsibilities have come my way. So instead of doing 14 back-to-back episodes, I'm going to do probably seven or eight. And we'll land then on a Wednesday. And then every Wednesday from there, we'll be dropping out new episodes. Dropping out? Dropping off. Putting in? Placing in. I, I don't know. What's the proper term? Releasing? Dropping? I don't know. Does it really matter? I don't think it does. Either way, I'm excited for this episode to start. I'm excited for our topic today, too, and I really want to kick it off by reminding you that your words matter. And I know we hear that a lot. There's there's those memes out there in social media, and there's catchphrases, all that sort of stuff. And we're even brought up to say, hey, look, you, know, you, want, to, you want to speak nicely to people. Be kind. For a lot of people, it is easier to speak kindly to others than it is themselves. And just to illustrate the power of words and why this is important, and this is not an episode about speaking kindly to yourself, by the way, but it does kind of fold into that. When someone speaks and acts kindly to you, their body posture, their eyes, their tone of voice is kind. It matters. It changes. You can feel that. Just like you can feel it when someone's eyes and their tone and their energy is angry and aggressive and mean. Uh, just earlier today, I was coming home from the grocery store. I saw some serious road rage. The two people that were road raging at each other were in separate cars, of course, and their windows were up. There's no way you could hear them. But man, the body language, the tone, <laughs> the, the expression, 
that energy is real and undoubtedly it can change the way you feel when you're on the receiving end of that. The words we choose also, not just the energy behind them and the tone, but the words we use also carry weight. There's definitions to the words we have in our language. And those can also carry weight simply by the fact of what they mean. And that's actually what this episode is about. I want to talk to you about the idea of good habits and bad habits. As a coach, I work with people quite a bit. And a big portion of that is not just being mindful about how you're living your life. It's not just about finding balance in this unbalanced world, which is an ULA thing. It's what I coach. That's the that's really the foundation of it. Finding balance in fitness, finance, family, field, faith, friends, and fun. Making sure you're aware of the things that are blockers that pop up even on a subconscious level and being aware of those things that can accelerate your life. All of that also boils down to how did we get to where we are, where we feel unbalanced? How did we get to that part of life where all of a sudden I need to hire a coach or being just need to start thinking more about how I'm living my life intentionally or not? A lot of times what gets us to that point are a series of events or behaviors that start to become habitual, that then become the way we naturally just have our routines in life to the point of it being an almost subconscious act we are doing And we realize, yeah, you know, I come home and I have a drink and that's not really good for me, is it? I shouldn't come home and have two drinks either. In fact, that one night I had three. But we get in the habit of having a stressful day and, or I shouldn't say we get in the habit of having a stressful day. We have a stressful day and then we get in the habit of coming home and putting a bandaid over it with a drink to try and calm our nerves. And sure, in the moment, the chemistry of the alcohol and everything else and what it does for our body, it does soothe us in the moment. But it does not actually help in the long run. It does not address why you're going through the stages of of stress and how you're handling it. And you've created this routine where now sometimes maybe you don't even have a stressful day, but you come home and you grab that beverage, whether it's wine or hard liquor or, or beer or something. And you're like, ah, this is what I do. And it just feels good. You start thinking about it even before you get home sometimes on those non-stressful days. It's just an action that you're doing. And you start thinking, that's not the best thing for me. Empty calories. I don't feel very good afterwards. I'm kind of sluggish. I snack instead of eat a full meal. All of that. And, and a lot of times people look at that and go, that's just a bad habit I got myself into coming home and doing that. And then it's like, well, but I'd rather have a good habit. I'd rather have a good habit. Maybe I'm going to go go for a walk when I get home instead. And going back to what I said earlier, words matter. And sure, it's tone, it's inflection, it's body language, it's everything else, but also the definition carries weight. And this is where I request that people start looking at it instead of good habits and bad habits, it's habits that serve you and habits that don't serve you. And that, that neutralizes their power. Because also in our culture, when we think about things that are bad for us, things we shouldn't do, they become kind of exciting and fun. It's kind of like, well, I know I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't have this extra slice of cake, but it's just so good. I'm going to be bad. I'm going to be bad and have that cake. Oh, I shouldn't go out and drink with my friends tonight. But you know what? I've, I've had a rough week. I get to go out and be a bad boy. You know, I could just be bad this one time. And suddenly this idea of being bad is kind of fun. It's kind of exciting. It makes us feel like we're we're breaking the rules a little bit. We're pushing against the establishment. My boss was coming down hard on me this week. And you know what? It wasn't my fault anyways. And I'm just going to go out and have some drinks and blow off some steam. Sure, it's, it's a bad thing. I shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it anyways. We feel empowered sometimes when we can push up against the rules, when we can push against and, and jump in that I'm going to be bad scenario. It's just part of our culture. It's part of how these words 
are phrased and balanced and defined. We're being good. I remember when I was younger, I was told all the time, oh, you're such a goody two-shoes. You follow the rules. You never get in trouble. You're so you're such a goody goody two-shoes. And honestly, I will say as a teenager, that bothered me. It's like, well, I want to be, I want to be, I don't want to be looked at like that. I don't want to be a goody two-shoes. But I was. <laughs> That's just how it was. And I'll fully admit, as a teenager, I, that was not something you want to be labeled. You didn't want to be the good guy, the goody two-shoes. I mean, sure, in the movies, the good guy wins, but the good guy can also be bad and bend the rules and break the rules, so they are good. So bad sometimes is good that way, you know, being the rebel. But let's be honest, when you're in your 30s and 40s and 50s, good versus bad, it still feels kind of fun to be bad sometimes, you know, push back on the establishment, push back against society, push back against, you know, being the, the rule follower all along. But that doesn't help you when you're trying to actually shift and change your life. That does not help you when you're trying to be mindful and really start establishing habits and behaviors that are going to serve you moving forward. You want to be healthier. You want to have a, a, a richer, more robust financial situation in your life. You want to make sure that you are just as well balanced with your friends and family as you are with your work and, and maybe your faith. You know, those things, you can't start looking at good and bad habits or good and bad behaviors that, that are going to either make it better or make it worse. I really am a strong proponent of you looking at this as habits that serve me and habits that don't. Because why would you want to entertain things that don't serve you? Why would you go sit at a table in a restaurant and say, I want that waiter over there? And they're like, but that waiter doesn't serve your section. That's okay. I want that waiter. I'll just sit here and not be served. That doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> you put it like that. It's like, well, that's stupid. I see it no differently. I see it no differently when we choose to follow up with habits that don't serve us. It doesn't get what you want. You sat down in the restaurant to get some food, but then you're going to go, nope, I'm only going to talk to that waiter way over there who's not serving my section. Oh, sir, that, that, that waiter won't come over here. That's fine. That's the one I choose. I choose that waiter that doesn't serve me while I sit here in this restaurant. It doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous. Why would you do that with habits? Why would you purposely choose habits that don't serve you? If you are sitting down going, look, I know when I come home from work, even on a day I'm not stressed, I just pick up the drink because it's a habit. That habit doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your purpose of wanting to be healthier, wanting to be, be able to get better sleep. It doesn't serve you at all in moving forward in what you want to do with life. And this, you know, using drinking as an example, you know, when you get home from work is just sim a simple, easy to write scenario. Think about the other habits you have in your life. Do you like to go on shopping sprees just because it feels good to buy stuff, but you have a bunch of stuff at home you don't use? Is there a bunch of clutter around the house? Or maybe you're choosing to hang out with friends that have been your friends since college, and the only reason you're still friends with them is because they've been friends since college. But really, when you think about it, they're kind of toxic, and they don't really do the same things you want to do in life, but you still kind of hang out with them just because? You know, Is that habit of hanging out with people who are negative and treating you poorly, is that really a habit that serves you? What if uh, you're like I was many years ago and work, 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 and I don't have time for fun. I'll do fun later. That didn't serve me. Sure as heck doesn't serve you. Why would you choose to do that? What habits do you have that aren't serving you that you do because they're just habits that you have versus can you start reassigning and reworking those habits to become habits that do serve you? Can you maybe when you're on the way home from work thinking about that drink, come home and do some seltzer water and some ice and go for a walk? Or how about when the weekend shows up and your friends invite you to go out shopping and you want to go, you know, get things because it's fun to go shopping and it's social. What if you just went and were social and just looked and didn't buy anything? Are there ways to rewrite how you're moving through these habits and these behaviors so they start becoming habits that serve you instead of habits that don't?
Now, I know you might be thinking about Rick, when you say habits that serve me and habits that don't, those are words. They still carry weight to them. They do. But bad versus good versus serves me or doesn't serve me really is different. It really is a different way to position your mind around these things. He values those bad things to the point where it's just like, well, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. The point in bringing this up is this season, I really want to be mindful in how we do things. We all have something as a podcast that celebrates the human experience. And there's plenty to celebrate when we fail and learn something, but there's not much to celebrate really when we fail and don't pay attention to how we can learn something. Or what are the things we can start shifting and how we look at things? What's our perspective of our life that we can shift? What are the things we can give ourselves permission for to start doing or permission to stop doing certain things? The reality is we're the ones who get to choose how we interact with the world around us. And yes, we all have different versions of life, what we were born into, what we're currently dealing with. But I guarantee you, you can start putting in the effort to being mindful to how you do things instead of letting life just happen to you. And that's what we're really going to focus on this season. We're going to focus on being emotionally agile. We're going to focus on people that we look at and think, wow, they're, they're so great. Life is so good for them and realize that they're just as human as we are. They've been through something or are currently going through something. There are a lot of different guests we'll be interviewing this season from all walks of life. I'm excited to kick it off with this episode to really set the tone for it. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we're doing several back-to-back episodes before we roll into our weekly release. And honestly, uh, I think it's going to be a great season. I'm pretty excited for it. I hope you are too. I truly hope you found some value in this topic about how words matter, about looking at them instead of good habits and bad habits as instead habits that serve us and habits that don't. And maybe it's something you want to share with somebody. Honestly, as I start off this new season, that's one of the most powerful things is your ability as a listener to share this content. If you got something out of it, you can share it with somebody else who might get something out of it as well. It's always a pleasure of mine to have the opportunity to serve you and others in that capacity. And be sure to subscribe. You don't want to miss the upcoming episodes. And of course, we're going to roll into that weekly schedule. The whole season is ahead of us. It's going to be a nice, fun season. And of course, you can find me on social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All those links are down below in the show notes. My goal there is for just putting out inspirational content, thoughtful content to hopefully make us be a little more mindful and thoughtful about how we're living our lives. And of course, you can always check out my website, coachrickschwartz.com. There you can find out more about my coaching, what I do. You can see testimonials from my past clients and what they've thought of the process of going through coaching. And you can even sign up for a free 30-minute discovery call. That's basically where you and I have a chat. We talk about what's going on in your life. We talk about my style of coaching and what I can do or can't do. And we decide together if it's a good match. If it is, well, we continue on from there as coach and client and work through what we can work through. If for any reason it's not a good match, no big deal. I enjoy a good 30-minute call. Getting to know somebody, it's a lot of fun. You'll get something out of it too. But that wraps it up for the first episode of Season 3. Thanks again for listening. I really do appreciate it. Have a good one, everybody. 